Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with contributor Gavin Gautry. Hey, Gavin. What's going on, Robin? It's New Music Friday, the day of the week when most new albums drop, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best releases out now on September 17th, starting with Lil Nas X. His debut album out now is called Montero. Somebody come get this bitch. Thinking you're a star on the ride. You got time to reply. Don't lie. You can hit my shit. You can leave me five little nigga on the side. Little nigga couple thousand. Need to fix my whip. I swear size on the nigga who's down. Your nigga, you're a fraud. Just fit my nick, my nick. You know I never did you wrong. Even though I'm right here by the phone, dog. You know you never used to call. Keep it that way now. Treat you like you're dead right now I'm on your head right now You wanna fuck with me so bad right now Oh, now you can't right now oh. 2018, I was in my sister house the whole summer Songs wasn't doing numbers Whole life was going under Left school, then my dad and I had a face face in Atlanta He said it's one million mean chance and I told him daddy I ain't never wanna uh, uh, I ain't never need him, uh, I ain't never need no nigga uh, I ain't never need no feature, if I didn't blow I would've died trying to be here If it didn't go suicide, I wouldn't be here Daddy y'all come around like they been here When you get this rich and famous, everybody come up to you singing Hallelujah, how'd you do it? You been on my mind, you been running through, yo Lil Nas X, Montero is his debut album. This song is dead right now. Lil Nas X, of course, blew up country music, blew up hip hop, and a whole lot more when he released that juggernaut Old Town Road in 2019. And, you know, if you listen to this new album, uh, he's pushing against every expectation and, you know, whatever boundaries still exist. He's he's doing that even more. I, I like in this album to, if, if you've seen the movie Eight Mile, and at yeah. the end, Eminem has to do a battle, and before his opponent can try to rip him apart, he goes ahead and offers everything that's wrong with him, everything that everybody's ever said, yeah. every little piece to pick apart. He delivers that first. He kind of anticipates what everybody is going to say about him, every negative thing, and he puts it out there ahead of them. And I think this album is that, right? Like, this is just a great snapshot of who he really is, because I think since Old Town Road to now, we haven't really, really gotten a sense of just who Montero is, which is his government name, hence the name of the album. Yeah, um, among the many things that he just owns right out the gate is, you know, the fact that he came out, he said in an Instagram post that making this album was very therapeutic for him, and he's learned not to worry, you know, what others think, because when he came out as, as a gay man, he said that even then he was perceived as a, an acceptable, air quotes, gay man, you know, because he was, I don't know, he was well-behaved or something, you know, but, but he's not holding back anymore. I think that's, you, you kind of hit it on the head. He's been saying, and you know, in the lead up to this, just how, how much more confident he is uh, just with his sound, his personality, but also his sexuality, right? Like he is stepping right up to the face of black masculinity, especially in hip hop. But I love this album because it's so unapologetic, you know, with that, you know, on the song Industry Baby, one of his singles with Jack Harlow, he jokes that he's pop like Bieber, but he doesn't have sex with women because, quote, I'm queer. And right. I think... That's not a lyric you're ever going to really hear on a hip-hop album up until this point. Musically, when, when I listened through the album, I didn't hear anything that, you know, immediately hit like Old Town Road. 
but there are a lot of undeniable earworms. I thought like there's a cut called What I Want, which is all about wanting someone to love and keep you warm at night. And then there's this there's this really sweet song called One of Me that, that has Elton John on it, which is, you know, all about being true to who you are and being accepted by others for it. You know, he's 22 years old. You're seeing a young man kind of realize who and where they are and where they're going. And on that song you mentioned, One of Me, which is my personal favorite on the album, he has a line, you know, you're a meme, you're a joke been a gimmick from the go and that that song almost plays like it's a letter of from Nas to himself but also kind of all the things he's heard from his quote haters about himself too right he's addressing all of those things but also just saying guess what that's who I am and you know as the old people say warts and all I have no apologies for it Lil Nas X's debut album is called Montero thanks so much Gavin thank you Robin All right, up next on our list of the best albums out now on September 17th is a new one from the country singer Carly Pierce. It's called 29 Written in Stone. Never been all that wrapped up in shiny swimming pools. Those material kind of lies they tell off looks oh so well from the outside This is Carly Pierce, the singer Carly Pierce. Her new album is called 29 Written in Stone. The song is Diamondback, uh, the opening cut. And WNXP's Julie Height back to talk about this one and one more album that we're loving this week. Hey, Julie. Hey, Robin. So Carly Pierce is a, a singer, country singer from Kentucky. And this is an expansion of an album that she released back in February called 29. That had seven tracks. This one has 15 And she says that one of the reasons she decided to build on her original album is that she wanted to show people that she'd, you know, recovered from all the heartache and grief and disappointment and whatnot that she documented (laughs) on that original one back then. As you mentioned, I mean, with the EP and then with the the full-length version of this album, she has presented these songs as being direct responses to her brief marriage to and divorce from a fellow country artist and also the loss of her original producer and co-writer, the Los Angeles-based writer and producer Busby, who died of cancer, you know, so... Mm. She's simultaneously calling back to at least as far back as as the 80s, well, really beyond since since she addresses a song in this album to Loretta Lynn singing alongside her own predecessor, Patti Loveless. But she also was doing a very contemporary thing in that element of the autobiographical and the confessional and talking about things that she is telling us she literally lived and has recovered from and reflected on and processed. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, in the past about how much country music has changed and the whole world of country music has changed and evolved, particularly in recent years. 
Um, you know, we just played a little Nas X, and he's a big part of that conversation. Carly Pierce really kind of feels like she gets back to basics on this record. You know, it's no less relevant to the ongoing conversation, but just sort of a, I don't know, it came off to me as a celebration of the more foundational sounds in storytelling and country music. Exactly. Yeah, I think what what you're getting at there is especially the production, you know, the, the mm. production choices that that and the instrumentation the arrangements that they relied so heavily on acoustic instruments and a lot of sounds that you could hear on a contemporary bluegrass record but also with that brightness and polish of full-blown big budget country studio production but yeah i mean there's just a little bit of programming on on this record um you could find it maybe if you listen closely but no drum machines Carly Pierce is the singer. Her new album is 29, written in stone. And Julie, let's do one more before I let you go. It's from another country singer. This is Charlie Crockett. His new album out today is called Music City, USA. I know a place that ain't too far from here Where you can disappear any old time And the town where I'm coming from They want me to pay for What they say I've done What have I done Except stand up for myself When I didn't have anybody else What have I seen of an honest fight I'm just doing what I think is right This is Charlie Crockett. His new album is called Music City USA. The song we're hearing from it is called Honest Fight. Maybe a, a metaphor or an allegory for what he's done to country music these past few years. The title of it, Music City USA, you would think that maybe he was intending it as some kind of tribute to the musical mythologies of Nashville, but that is not what he is doing. Right. Not at all. <laughs> you know, he did not record this album in Nashville. He recorded it in Valdosta, Georgia. He brought the players that he uses back in Texas. And in the title track of the album, Music City USA, we actually hear him slyly spurning the music circles and scenes of of Nashville, but not necessarily in the predictable ways, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I don't feel like he is just saying, oh, Nashville is plastic or cheesy or fake or anything like that. He's really, he's really showing us some more meaningful differences be between what he's about musically and what he perceives, you know, mainstream or alt country to be about. He is showing us the real and abiding and contemporary connections between all these different musical forms that developed in southern cities and midwestern cities and coastal cities where rural people and working people migrated, you know, and developed yeah. all these styles. And so we hear him making room for rhythm and blues horns and waltz time twin fiddles and all kinds of things like that. And he's got this understanding that carrying the concerns of working class or blue collar experience, you know, just being 
hard-pressed, having few options, withstanding heartache, not expecting much better than that, and trying to be stoic and fiercely reliant, that that weighs something, that it's a heavy Mm. weight to carry, you know, that it weighs you down. And he has a way of conveying that, I feel like, in his singing. Charlie Crockett's singing is so clipped and economical, like he's just spent, you know, yeah. but and and like he's been there and he's he's got he's got this wisdom and experience. Charlie Crockett is the singer. His new album is Music City USA. Thanks so much, Julie. You're so welcome, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play for you before we take a quick break. It's from the singer Adia Victoria. Her new one out now on September 17th is called A Southern Gothic. Been troubled by much Lord. The devil is such, Lord I made some mistakes, Lord I got junk in my veins, Lord These times are strange, Lord Like nothing before, Lord That's why I stay praying, Lord So dark was the night, Lord Troubled mind Troubled mind all the Dia Victoria, the album is a southern gothic, and this song is called Troubled Mind. Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody here to talk about this one. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. How you doing? All right. Dia Victoria, man, her voice just slays me. It conveys so much on this song. It's just kind of like tortured, but just still just twitching with life. It is a special voice. It's a voice that goes through the skin and hits the bones. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, oh my God, I feel what she's trying to say. I feel what she's singing. I, this is her telling the story of the South and the fact that I am also a, a child of the South. She is from South Carolina and I grew up part of South Carolina in, in a town outside of Charleston. My parents from rural Alabama, it hit harder than I, I thought it would. All the complexities... The beauty and the ugliness of the South. Yeah, she gets almost eerie at times. There there were moments on this record that kind of gave me chills, you know, like partly because of her voice and the way that she can control and work a melody, uh, but also the instrumentation. And I don't know, she gets pretty dark at times on some of these songs. Like she sings about shooting up heroin in the car outside a church service, you know, and there's one about a woman who gets kicked out of the house on Christmas Mm -hmm. Day. And also, I think, several allusions to just madness, just losing your mind. And then the track, the, the first track, Magnolia Blues, which talks about Magnolia and the symbolism of that, the tree, the Magnolia tree is, symbolizes black freedom. 
Hmm. And then I was doing my research and I forgot that David Banner, remember David Banner, hip hop artist? He had a track called Magnolia as well. And he, he talks about what that tree means to him. And that tree, Magnolia, which kind of alludes to Billie Holiday's tune, Strange Fruits, yeah. where black bodies were hanging from black, those magnolias. But also growing up in the South, young black people like myself might be chilling under a magnolia. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what you think, but I, I felt like this album was a huge leap for her. She's a singer we've been following for a few years now. This is her third full length. And I don't know, there was an almost a quaintness, you know, or a quaint hominess in her earlier work. And I just feel yes. she gets bigger and deeper and darker and richer. And just the sound is so much more expansive, I think. Idea Victoria is the singer. Her new album, an incredible one, is called A Southern Gothic. Tariq, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another album we're loving this week. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride, but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. Then see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Autonavigator. This message comes from NPR sponsor Samsung with the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G. Flip your Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G to flex mode for hands-free pics and group selfies without the need for an outdated selfie stick. With hands-free chatting, your phone stands on its own without sliding around or leaving your friends talking to the ceiling. Just flip your phone open halfway, set it down, and do your thing. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick look at the best albums out now on September 17th. I'm here with Felix Contreras, host of NPR's Alt Latino podcast. Hey, Felix. Hey, Robin. What's happening? Well, we're going to talk about the 25th anniversary edition of uh, what is it? just an absolutely incredible, game-changing album, Buena Vista Social Club. But before I play a bit from it, I just wanted to set it up by saying that for me personally, I think this is the greatest opening for an album ever. This song is called Chan Chan. I mean, right? <laughs> oh my God. Let's just listen for a minute. <laughs>
I mean, for real, I've got goosebumps again listening to this. <laughs> How many times have I heard this song and I'm still getting goosebumps? It's like, I have never been so immediately captivated and awestruck by an album as I was when I first heard this one 25 years ago. But for the grown adults who weren't even alive back then, maybe maybe you could just set it up. Like, what's the story behind this 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 amazing record and how it came to be? You know what, man? Very few recordings have had such a fundamental impact on a genre as this album did for Cuban music. Yeah, and in particular, Cuban son, which is a, a very distinct uh, song and, and musical style. And to be clear, like this was a celebration of pre-revolution Cuba. That's going to be before 1959. In an era, the 1940s and 50s, what many consider the golden era of Cuban music. And there was going to be a recording in Cuba of musicians from Mali and then some uh, stringed musicians from the eastern part of Cuba. But the African musicians couldn't make it into Cuba. So the backing musicians, what are we going to do? Ry Cooter, one of the producers, what are we going to do? And they just assembled, like, let's bring this vocalist in, let's let's try something. And they ended up bringing in all of these uh, retired or semi-retired uh, musicians from that era. And that's how this record came about. It was There was going to be something completely different. But that's the magic of it, right? Something completely yeah. unexpected, and everything fell into place. And, oh, call this guy and this guy over here, and then this woman, the singer. And then pretty soon, they had a nice little party going and a, an amazing recording session. It's also hard to overstate its legacy and the impact, you, as you said, that it had on music. I was living in Miami at the time with a very, very large Cuban-American population. And they had a huge, huge opening at one of the Art Deco theaters there. And like people were crying because it was pre-revolution. It was a lot of the memories that people had uh, of their homeland. They could never go back, all of that. People were literally crying. And even in the lobby afterwards, you saw these groups of people just celebrating this music because it was so, the music itself was so glorious. But this, these recordings in particular and that film that came along with it, man, it was just... It just opened the floodgates, man, and people just were really digging it. That's amazing. It's been remastered for this 25th edition, and they've included a, a whole bunch of previously unreleased tracks, like, you know, alternate takes and some behind-the-scenes stuff. I want to play a little bit of a cut they included called El Diablo Suelto. If there's an afterlife, you hope it's like this, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like the, the pianist just kind of broke into this between takes of other songs. You know, there are a ton of people to admire and respect from that from that session. But for me, man, Ruben Gonzalez, the pianist, has always been my hero from this session because it just brought back that golden age of piano that's like almost classical in a way. Uh, but still very rhythmic, very Afro-Cuban. He was my hero from the album and from the film. And that's him just like, okay, let's go. And like, what it was, he was like in his late 80s at that point, right? Amazing. I mean, like unlimited, unlimited musical spirit. 
Well, I thought it was glorious to hear this album again, and just so many great gems for this 25th anniversary edition. Can't believe that much time has passed. Buena Vista Social Club is the album, the 25th anniversary edition. Thanks so much, Felix. Yeah, of course, man. I'll talk about these guys anytime. Yeah, right? (laughs) I love it. All right, up next in our March Through the Best releases, out now on September 17th, is a new one from the singer and songwriter Jose Gonzalez. He's back with a new one called Local Valley. Trying to make sense of an Trying to make sense of a past To show us how Visions Imagining the worlds that could be Shaping a mosaic of fate For all sentient beings Cycles of growth and decay Cascading chains of events With no one to praise or blame Heavy sigh (laughs) Jose Gonzalez is the singer His new album is called Local Valley The song is Visions And NPR music contributor Serena Turos Here to bliss out with me about this one. Hey, Serena. Hey, Robin. We were just talking about the Buena Vista Social Club album and just, you know, how magical it was. And and that's what I remember thinking when I first heard Jose Gonzalez's music. It's been nearly 20 years ago. Uh, Just so beautiful and magical and, and calming. You know, it's funny. I originally thought that Visions, the song you just played, was something he re-recorded for this album, I could have sworn that he already released this song. He just yeah. has like this really brilliant sonic signature of just cooling, meditative, beautiful finger-picked style of guitar and this calming voice. And it bliss is exactly the right word for it. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has this formula down. I mean, the gently strummed guitar and his voice. But I kept thinking that it, as I heard this record that it just, it's lost nothing. It's lost nothing to me. It is just as affecting as when I first heard it. Absolutely. And I think he does expand a little bit beyond that formula on this album. He lets his voice carry songs a little bit more freely. In his previous work, you know, it's very much like the finger pick guitar and kind of the rooted bass, very repetitive, meditative. But he actually gets a little bit more adventurous with the percussion on this album. Mm. There are a couple songs around the middle of the record that he starts using this this drum machine. This is the first album in which he sings a few songs in Spanish, which is his native language. His parents are Argentinian, even though he was raised in Sweden. And this album is a bit more outward looking than some of his earlier work too. And it gets pretty existential at times, which you know me well as, it's, that's a journey I'm always happy to take <laughs> with, with anyone really. But you know, he really looks at earth as this little dot that's floating in this hostile universe and, and how we, you know, as essentially intelligent apes, uh, how we can possibly make sense of it. So much of this album is about epistemology, like how we gain knowledge, thinking about thinking. 
I think the unifying vision of his work for me is thinking about these broader questions about the universe, but also just the way that music is almost like a conversation for him between mm. himself and other people and the way that he does a lot of covers, and also just the way that he builds on his own knowledge and his own body of work. And something about these repeating melodies and the way he plays guitar does that for me too. Well, he's an artist who's content to let a lot of time pass between records. This is only his fourth album in, in almost 20 years. Uh, but maybe that's, I don't know, that's the right pace for, for music like this. You know, it's funny, in, in high school, I had a teacher who used to tell me that thinking takes time when I tried to, you know, turn in an essay at the last minute and write it overnight. And I used to hate that, but I think she was absolutely right. And you hear it in, in works from artists like Jose Gonzalez that... You know, it's, it's definitely quality over quantity. Like these ideas, they do take time to build up and to execute the way that he's done here. Jose Gonzalez is the artist. His new album is called Local Valley. Thanks so much, Serena. Thanks, Robin. All right, another album out now on our short list of the best releases for September 17th is a new one from the jazz singer Sheila Jordan. It's called Comes Love, Lost Session 1960. Sing a song of sad young men Glasses full of rye All the news is bad again Kiss your dreams goodbye sad young men sitting in the bars knowing neon nights missing all the stars sad young men drifting through the town Sheila Jordan is the singer her new record is Comes Love Lost Session 1960 this is Ballad of the Sad Young Men Nate Chinen of WBGO and Jazz Night in America back to talk about this one hey Nate hey Robin so Sheila Jordan, she's, she's a jazz singer who's 92 years old now, put out her first record in 1963, but this newly unearthed studio recording predates that by quite a bit. It does. It's a historic find, truly. You know, um, First of all, I'm glad you started with the fact that she is still with us. Um, right. She is an NEA jazz master. She is not only still here, she's still performing. She's a, a warrior. And has been a touchstone for generations of jazz singers because of the fearlessness of her approach. She's a musician singer, you know, in the sense that she has incredible improvisational chops. She's got a sense of daring. She understands the, the sort of mechanics of the music and she can do anything with her voice. And what's really extraordinary about this release, it is the earliest document now that we have of her. She went on to have one of the most distinctive voices and styles in jazz, and I'm wondering how the, the Sheila Jordan most people know compares to this very early version. 
You know, one point of comparison for me as I heard this album was the very first album by Nina Simone, which is called Little Girl Blue, but it has this subtitle, Jazz as Played in an Exclusive Side Street Club. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, in a similar way, you really are getting Nina Simone on that album, but it's in a lot of ways, it's sort of a kernel that later would explode into something else, right. you know? I feel the same way about this Sheila Jordan record in that you really are hearing her, but you're also hearing something that is about to blossom into, you know, into her mature art. Sheila Jordan is the singer. Her new record is Comes Love, Lost Session, 1960. Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play for this week, but as always, I do want to mention a few other notable releases out today. There's a new installment of the Bob Dylan Bootleg series out now. It's called Springtime in New York, Volume 16. It's recordings taken from his early to mid-1980s period, Springtime in New York from Bob Dylan, Volume 16 in his Bootleg series. Lindsey Buckingham has a new solo album out today. It's self-titled Lindsey Buckingham. The singer, pianist, and producer Corey Henry has a new one out today called Best of Me. He's best known to some people for his early work with the band Snarky Puppy. Back now with a solo album called Best of Me from Corey Henry. Melissa Etheridge has a new album out now called One Way Out. And James Vincent McMorrow, the singer-songwriter from Ireland, he has a new one out today called Grapefruit Season. All that music out now on September 17th, along with this last one that we want to play from Moore Mother. It's called Black Encyclopedia of the Air. Yeah, this that black belt. This that black belt. In Alabama, where daddy weapons slept in his own tears. Land red, nappy head, proud as fuck. Watermelon in the pickup truck, aka the wagon. Headed downtown, my art like the youth fountain. They gather around and basket. Asking these questions I don't know these pieces But I put a curse in Made a spell, farewell It ain't hard to tell I'm coming out Rebel yell From the blue-black blur To the blue-black To who's that Existing This is Moore Mother, the artist Moore Mother The album is Black Encyclopedia of the Air And the song is Vera Hall Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee We go back to you for this one And... Man, this album's a trip. <laughs> it is that, like that, that, that's an understatement. That's a <laughs> definite understatement. It's like I, it's like beat poetry or something, you know, kind of crackling in from another universe. This album is, on, I mean, it's a hip hop album, and it's kind of a left field hip hop album. But down to the foundation, the core, I hear jazz, the spirit of jazz in it. Yeah, and, for sure. And the reason why is because More Mother plays along with a group called Irreversible Entanglements, which is kind of a jazz group. Mm-hmm. But it's a hip-hop album that is meant to sit down and take time and listen and trying to understand the meaning of every song and what they're trying to get across. Yeah, the lyrics are really out front across this whole album. Yeah, mm-hmm. A lot of it's kind of dark. A lot of it's very complex. And it looks at blackness through a different lens. For example, like the track Vera Hall. It reminds me of, you know, the, the Southern hip-hop tracks of like Outkast, mm. but in, in, a, in a very twisted kind of nightmarish way. 
Yeah, it's partly because of the sounds. There's so many fascinating sounds on the record. It's very minimal, but just all these strange creaks and whirring sounds and cranking sounds. It's kind of like you're hearing the machinery of this music, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also how they use their voices to sort of flesh out the instrumentation. Yes. Humming and buzzing and hissing sounds, but they also just use their their breath in very dramatic ways. It's an album that you really, you can't just, you know, put on and forget about it. More Mother is the artist. Black Encyclopedia of the Air is the album. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you, Robin. That'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. As always, you can hear full versions of the songs we featured and a whole bunch of other singles that came out this week in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR and Apple Music or Spotify or listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get that at npr.org slash music newsletter. That's all one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Mm-hmm.